This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Are we live? You took the words right out of my mouth. They're awake and they're on fire. Massive show coming up, Will. Oh, MJ, it's been far too long, friend. I think it has been last November, I think, was our last show. So that sounds right. Our pre-season has been an extensive one. Yep, but we're ready to go and launch into 2018. And I don't think we could have a bigger show lined up. Oh, Content heavy, as that, they as they say in the industry. That is industry speak, but I'm glad is you it? put that out there now for everyone to appreciate. I don't even know if that's right. Among the highlights of the next hour, we're going to cross live to Pyeongchang. Yes. Where the Winter Olympics are being held. We're not chatting to an expert or an athlete or anything like that. We never do. No, we're just going to chat to the bloke who dresses up as Kim Jong-un. <laughs> And annoys security staff. We exclusively chat to weirdos. Yeah, we do. That's the real aim of the show. Absolutely. And uh, I think he'll have a bit to say because he's made worldwide headlines. He, I can't believe we actually got him, to be honest. I think he was on CNN. Yeah, he's an Australian guy and he, he looks at a dead ringer for Kim Jong-un. Yep. And he turns up dressed as Kim Jong-un with the same haircut and then just um, causes hysteria wherever he goes. Causes mayhem. Yeah. It's dragged so, out by North Korean officials. We want to get to the bottom of why he's doing it. Now, big Collingwood story as well today. Oh, yeah, I know. Jordan Degoe. We'll yep. get onto it later, but uh, he's had a shocker overnight. He has. And so we're going to find out what you think about the whole drink driving situation. I know you're not a fan of drink driving. I am a Collingwood supporter, so yep. yeah, there's a few things I'd like to mention. <laughs> and AFLX, of course, how can we forget? Everyone's you... favourite new sport, Super Duper, Super Goal. Your favourite new Super, sport. Super, Super, Super. <laughs> That's all coming up with Will and MJ <laughs> over the next hour on Triple M. Will, you have been all over the Winter Olympics the last week and a half-ish. And you have not. No, not at all. <laughs> I've hardly to, seen any. To be all over the Winter Olympics is a bit of a stretch. Mm. I've, I've been keeping an eye on it, and when there's an Aussie involved, I sort of watch. But well, the timings work out pretty well for us here in Australia. Yes. Since they're in Korea, they're only two hours behind. As Channel 7 reminds us, it's mm. in our time zone. Like, that's just going to change everyone's opinion. Yeah, like, and when ooh. you've got a job at work and you might happen to have a TV at your desk, yeah. you spend a fair bit of time watching it. It is handy. But my criticism of the Winter Olympics is the fact that I just have no idea who's good or not. It's Everything is judge-based. Everything's based on points and uh, flips and form. and I, It's just hard to yeah. keep an eye on. It, it's not a discrete time or distance or length. Or yeah, like, apart from the bobsled. Yeah. And the single man bobsled where they're just yeah. hooning down the mountain as fast the, as possible. The kamikaze which is one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, besides those, and then you've got your racing ones in the snowboards and mm. things like that. They're, they're a bit more obvious. But from what I could tell, you're largely relying on people not crashing into you. Yeah, like that's Stephen right. Stephen Bradbury style. Yeah. Which, Which, <laughs> that happened to old Chumpy Pullen. Yeah. Where he just, he crashed and that's game over. Yeah. Cra- took, cra- took a bloke out with him. Crashy Pullen. He, <laughs> had, a, right. he had a stinker. That's three Olympics in a row. I think he's crashed out. <laughs> old Chumpy. We still call him Chumpy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a huge luck element. Um, for the Winter Olympics for mine. Yeah, there which is. Sort of, it's sort of an appeal for some people as I'm watching this old Backy Flipwood skiing at the moment. Yeah, like this was just, this was on before. <laughs> Does this have a name? Backy Flipwood skiing. They're it's, actually skiing backwards. Yeah. It's, oh, this whole thing is nuts. And then we were saying before how that just there is the most incredible athletic achievement I think I've ever seen in my life. So that's that was a bloke who just flipped over a big ramp backwards. Yeah. And, and then skied down the rest of the mountain backwards. And with his hands, he's just done the old... Uh. Like, was that a good thing or not? <laughs> like, are the judges liking the backwards skiing? Every now and then I'm watching the Winter Olympics and I just go, oh my <laughs> yeah. God. And then the commentator's like, he'll be disappointed with yeah, that one. I, <laughs> I have a lot of respect. So all sports in the Winter Olympics, like, yeah. you know, you watch the Summer Olympics and you might, might watch the badminton. Yes. But if you're a badminton player, the worst thing that can happen is that you either win or lose. Yeah, double or you, fault. Yeah, or you might get a, you know, shuttlecock in the eye. With all the Winter Olympic sports, like... 
Yeah, the oh, worst thing that can happen is you dying. Death is realistic. It is. It's, it's like they're nuts. In every single sport bar yeah. curling. Yeah, and that's why I think what makes them so cool because they're living on the edge, all these yeah, guys. Exactly. But And with the Summer Olympics, I back myself to p- perform at every event, maybe not the 5,000 meter swim. I think that's the only one where I'd draw the line. What, you reckon you could actually compete in every I event? Could, I could trundle through the marathon. I could get it done. There, yeah. I don't reckon I could do any of this. No. Not one, but once maybe, again, the, besides, maybe the sweeping one. But. Besides the curling. The that's, curling. That's, <laughs> again, that's the only one where you're not risking death and yeah. that everyone would be able to <laughs> perform. <laughs> Why don't we send an Australian curling team? Do we send one? Well, surely we've got a They're team. They're no good. I know that much because we would hear about them. Yeah, surely we've got a team. How, how do you how do you be bad at curling? Well, we should look that up if there is an Australian curling team. Let's like get it's just fast sweeping. It's not it's, <laughs> it's not hard. Well, it's just bowls on ice. That's it is. My, it's sort of like darts in a way, but yeah, very surely. I reckon I could chuck one of those discs <laughs> down there. <laughs> it's a two people team, isn't it? We can do that easily. Three. Well, let's check that now, Will. Yeah. Well, th- this is we're going to end on a. On a cliffhanger here. Hang around. You look up if there's an Australian <laughs> curling team, if they have competed in the Winter Olympics, yeah, or if they've ever competed in the Winter Olympics. Wow. And if there isn't, then there could be an opening We'll there. find out. This song's going to be more exciting than curling itself. <laughs> we'll be back in three minutes' time with all the information you'll ever need on the Australian curling team. This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Now, MJ, we had a curling cliffhanger. We did. We needed to find out more about curling and the history of curling in Australia. If yeah. we've had a team ever... And if we've ever qualified for the Olympics, you've been yeah. on Google and doing some research. Oh, we're the best newsbreakers in the business for things like this. Yeah. I mean, we, we dodgeball teams. Uh, mm-hmm. we've, we've broken stories like this in the past. We yep. have a curling team. Australia, Australia has, has one. one. Okay, good. It's no good. <laughs> things were looking up at one point. Mm. In November, here's some headlines for you. Aussie curlers close to qualification. And then the next For the Winter Olympics. Well, then the next headline is Aussie curlers heading in the right direction. So I, I, my hopes were up here. Yeah, well, there's then, only one direction in curling, isn't it? Just yeah, exactly. Straight, slow and flat. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next headline is, unfortunately, Australian curlers miss out on Olympic qualification. Oh, that's heartbreaking. So they gave it a crack. So we got close. We had the, um, the Pacific Asia Curling Championships in the New South Wales Central Coast. Really? We're on a roll, too. We knocked over Qatar, yep. Hong Kong, New Zealand <laughs> and Chinese Taipei. Look, we were... We were well beaters. If, if you can't beat Qatar in curling, I think give the sport away. Like they've all they've got is desert in Qatar. Like but we we pumped them though. We absolutely <laughs> smashed Qatar. We gave them a drubbing. Oh, so who who beat us then? Um, Japan. Oh, the, well, that's defending champs. Well, there's cold, cold spots in Japan. There's cold spots. There, oh. The curl on top. Well, of onward and upward next year. You got to you know more practice for we'll the Australian back. curling team. If anything, we'll be in it. We might try and get someone on next week or something. Done. It'd be good to chat to someone and just find out about it. Like what do they do for training? Yeah. You know. I reckon if I gave you 20 minutes, you'd track down an Australian curler. Yeah, we could easily. Yeah. yeah. No, but you're a gun at that sort of thing. Anyway, we've got to move Next, on, MJ. It's there, not all been, Winter Olympics. There's been big footy news today. Oh, my goodness. Uh, now, you're, you're a Collingwood supporter. Yeah, I am. And you're, you've got close ties to the club. And you, you've, it's been a... Well, let's just say it's been a tough weekend of footy for Collingwood anyway. Your AFLW team are cellar dwellers. They're a joke. Your AFLX side, joke, your AFLX side is absolutely disastrous. They beat West Coast. It's like you didn't want to play. And I don't know why, because that was a sensational format on Thursday night. We're going to talk about AFLX a bit we'll later. We'll save our feedback for AFLX. But now, Jordan Goey, 
One of your best young players. This time last year, he was lying to the club yep. about being in a bar fight. Said that he injured his hand while he was playing with his dog. <laughs> playing with his dog. Um, so rem- he's a very creative young man. Yeah, <laughs> he got to d- give him that. I, I think I remember him apologising and saying he'll never let the club down in this way again. He, oh, he said that. I've got that here. That's I'm what he for- said on draft night. I'm all for giving people second chances, and that they did. Quote Jordan Degoe, 2014, November 28. I said to Nathan Buckley, I'll never let you down. <laughs> Well, he's let Nathan down a few times now. Hasn't that aged well? <laughs> For those who don't know, Jordan was caught drink driving uh, over the weekend. More than double the legal limit. Well, yeah. So, 0.09. And he's a P player. Well, so, he's an infinity over yeah, the legal limit. You can't double zero. <laughs> you can't, no. We really shouldn't be joking about this. He's, no. he's endangered lives over the yeah, weekend. Absolutely. And then so, Shocking form. So, so how, how good a player does someone have to be before you give up on them? Well, I th- I, do you give him a fourth chance? Do you, you give Dusty eight chances? Yeah. I, I do, think, you, do you give Jordan Degoe three? Well, I think this is all going to be discussed at Collingwood board level, I presume, oh. over the next couple of days. But Fly on the he's wall, going so. to miss a few, at least a month of footy, Ten, which yeah, is really be. disappointing because he's a good player, Will. He's a gun. Yeah. There'll be 17 clubs lining up for him, I can tell you that much. Mm. I wouldn't. Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking the dogs come up. In the, do, you it ever, do you reckon it ever crossed his mind? To uh, sort of, I reckon there was a moment there where he's just gone like, oh. Should I blame the dog again? <laughs> they, they breathalyzed my dog. It wasn't me. Oh, maybe that's why he was drinking, actually. <laughs> I've just, just, it's just dawned on me. It was the Chinese New Year over the weekend. Oh, that's true. You're the, the dog. You're the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to excuse him for having a few beers. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was you're the dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Look, this show's always been very anti-drinking. Yeah, oh, hey, we are so, extremely anti-looting. We're also outing, and yep. <laughs> Anti-looting, anti... What else are we anti? Definitely anti-drink driving. Oh, though. that we couldn't be more. So let's leave on that note. Yeah, never drink driving. Bad, bad Jordan. Poor, poor, poor she, form. Jordan didn't know it. <laughs> Will and MJ. 105.1 Triple M. And MJ, there's a, an elephant in the room. And that, that needs addressing. And that elephant has circus performers on it and a big <laughs> X painted on the side. <laughs> I think it's, it's the AFLX elephant. Yeah. <laughs> The AFLX started on Thursday night in Adelaide, continued in Melbourne on Friday night, and yeah. then made its way up to Sydney, where I think about four people yes. watched it go down. To be fair, the camera angle did not flatter the crowd. <laughs> yeah. and they were all on the other wing. And if there's one thing we know about um, people in Sydney, they love going to sporting events. Especially experimental ones. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> now, That's the vibe I get. I think it's fair to say that opinion is somewhat split. Over the AFLX. Oh, I don't know about split. I'm a minority. I enjoyed it. It it helps when it turns out the Lions are powerhouses at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when the Lions and the Demons are the two best teams at AFLX. It turns out playing like five 28-year-olds really helps your cause. Yeah. Which I discovered when... Uh, the Bulldogs brought out about 10, 17-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> they just got rubbish. Now, you went on Friday night. I did. Can For those of us who didn't make it there, regrettably... Um, <laughs> What was the vibe like? The vibe was like bizarre. It's like nothing I've ever seen. It's you felt quite close to the action for a soccer field. I don't know why. Maybe it's because there were kids sitting on the on the side of the ground there in their bean bags mm. and um, running around. It, the whole thing just felt like a brainstorm gone wrong. It, it really felt. It like... was, I think it must have been a brainstorm where there was no such thing as bad ideas. <laughs> 
Where every, every idea that got brought up just got financed. Just got, yeah, just, just they're like, yeah, no dramas. Yeah, tick. All right, uh, uh, balloon things yeah. done. The warning signs were there at the launch a couple of weeks ago, where no. they, which I was unfortunately weren't on air for that world because yeah. I would have liked to have dissected that fully. But there was a, a, yeah. a skydiver coming into the ground. There was two circus performers. There was yeah. like fireworks the, and the, the strong man with the guy on the shoulders. Yeah, Gills there in his long, ill-fitting suit. Yeah, just it was standing just... there awkwardly <laughs> alongside Jack Billings and. It was yeah. Sean Attlee. That's right. They couldn't <laughs> even get the big names down there. And they, I think both of them pulled out. <laughs> uh, so uh, is, is the verdict in or out? You enjoyed it. I Look, it replaced nothing. That's my logic. It's, yeah. It was that or another JLT week. Yeah. Which is like, JLT's garbage. It's, you get, if, it's good for your club. You get to see young players yeah. you've never seen before. But I watched every single AFLX game this did weekend. You? I did a lot of betting on <laughs> I knew there had to be a reason. Had to be I, a reason. I tipped all but one. I was on a roll. It was just like playing heads or tails, and you just keep getting them. I, I was on fire. Well, maybe that's. Well, remember to gamble responsibly. I think that's but the secret. That's the secret of enjoying. Of course, we silly gamble responsibly. Of course, on this show. of course, we you are do. anti anti gambling. I was gambling extra responsibly yesterday <laughs> at you Flemington. Get a decent little uh, was... roll there, just quietly. <laughs> Not just quietly. Wasn't bad. <laughs> I was watching on Thursday night, Will, and even though there were lots and lots of differences to the normal AFL, there was one thing that was very, very similar to watching the actual footy. Collingwood's goal kick. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Will and MJ. 105.1 Triple M. Now, Will, the big sporting story of the week has obviously been the Winter Olympics. Yes. And one Australian has dominated the news cycle around the world. Yes. At the Winter Olympics. Hint, it's not Scotty James. No. no. <laughs> Although he did well. There is another man that has been on CNN, yep. on NBC in the States. He's Fox News. Fox News. And he's an, an Australian, yes. I think. We haven't got to the bottom of this. We're rushing <laughs> to him now. His name's Howard X, and he's a Kim Jong-un impersonator. Howard, yes. are you on the line there? Right here. Now, are you Australian, Howard? Is that right? Yes, I am. From Melbourne? From Melbourne. So how did you end up in South Korea dressed up as Kim Jong-un? Well, um, me and the Trump impersonator decided we'd fly all the way to South Korea and, uh, and uh, put his gag up. So it was just too good not to do. So how did you meet this Trump impersonator? And how did it come to be that you realized that you uh, work as a Kim Jong-un impersonator? Well, we met more than a year ago. Um, I, had, I saw him in the Vanity Fair magazine. <laughs> Uh, hitting golf balls into the crotches of uh, different women, including Miss Mexico. And uh, I I took me a long time to find him, but when I found him, I said, we got to team up and do something. <laughs> the world needs a Trump and a Kim just doing silly shit. <laughs> You're not wrong. Now, when did you realize, well, we'll sort of ask the question then, when did you realize you look like him? And when did you make the big jump to get the hairstyle and commit to this? Yeah. Uh, 2013, April 1st. <laughs> and did someone point it out to you, or did you just look in the mirror one day and go, hang on a minute? When Kim Jong came in the scene in 2012, I realised I looked like one of the world's biggest pricks. So <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, got the, I had the suit sitting around, got the haircut, and uh, within two weeks of uploading onto Facebook, I got a gig to go to Israel. The Army of Beauties, I think they're called, Will. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And they're the well-choreographed North Korean cheer squad. And they do a great job. You able to lob right in front of them. And what was their reaction when they spotted you? Did they think it, that was actually Kim Jong-un? The look that I, they gave me was a total surprise. 
somewhat horrified, and uh, but I could also hear giggling as well. Um, so it was all sorts of reaction. I mean, I was there holding the Korean flag, you know, waving up and down, rooting for the team. So is there any part of you that's concerned that you're going to piss off the wrong dictator? Are you going to come back here and get us all nuked? No, no. I mean, uh, that's, the, that's the whole point, you know. Is to take the piss out of North Korea and uh, and the, and their stupid dictator. Beyond the Winter Olympics, is this a career for you? Like, do you have any other job, or are you just a full time Kim Jong Un impersonator? No, this is uh, has become my full time job. Um, <laughs> you know, looking like an a hole. <laughs> also, I assume you've been detained all over the world. What are the South Korean police like? Are they pretty friendly? <laughs> um. Today, uh, actually, it wasn't the South Korean police. Oh. Um, it was, I suspect, were North Korean um, security guards yep. that was actually um, minding the, the, the cheerleaders oh, the or beauties. North Korean sympathizers yep. because the way they acted was not, was very different from Oh, so they weren't friendly? No, they, uh, they kicked me around the shins. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> That's not a way to treat Kim Jong-un. No. <laughs> I know, I know. They have been, would have been executed back then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if Kim Jong-un gets removed from power, yeah. do you have any plans to impersonate anyone else? Or is it just, do you think this is a one-off kind of gig for you? No, it's a one-off and uh, I'm going to make the most of it. Yep. Milk it for all it's worth, Howard. Thank you very much, mate. And uh, get back to the Winter Olympics and enjoy the rest of the show. Okay. Thank you. That was Howard X over there in South Korea for yeah. the Winter Olympics. Turns out I didn't read this in full because he said, they dragged me out and kicked me in the shins and were shouting something really angrily in Korean. So he's been on record as saying that they're real shin kickers over there. <laughs> he's, um, of all the nations to take on, though. Yeah. It, it or I take on Canada, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> like, impersonate the Swedish Prime Minister. Yeah. Or it's a dangerous game dangerous, he's playing. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, you've informed me that there's no intro for serious news. There are a few cobwebs in the system tonight, so we can't play the new serious news intro. Really rusty stuff for the start of 2018, but that's okay. You've got to start from somewhere. You do. Yeah. We might just record a new one. Get Maddie back on it. Yeah, it's about time he did some yeah, work, actually. Jeez, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've got some serious news there. Now, this, I do. this segment came about because we were sitting yep. here on a Sunday night, and all the big TV, yep. highest-rating TV shows are all very serious. Mm. Um, 60 Minutes, Sunday night. Yep. Um, and people want a, that hard-hitting, long-form journalism. Yeah. You've got Peter Stefanovic interviewing someone from yeah, Afghanistan. Or, exactly. Yeah, the Beaconsfield Miners, 10 years on, something like that. Yeah, so we thought we'll just bring a little bit of that to our show. A bit and maybe, of seriousness. Yeah, and try and steal some of their audience. Yeah, because as you said, the um, the world isn't sunshine and rainbows. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. And we laugh too much in this mm. show for my yeah, liking. Me too. Okay, so this story is it's horrific. Transavia Airlines... That sounds ever, like a made-up airline. Have you ever flown Transavia? No. Dracula flies it. Mm. They, have to, they, they were forced to make an emergency landing. When? Yesterday. Oh, wow. This is fresh. Um, fresh news. Fresh off the presses. So a Dutch pilot was reportedly forced to make an emergency landing after a fight uh, was sparked. The flight was going from Amsterdam to Dubai. Mm. And it all came about because an elderly passenger refused to stop farting. An elderly passenger. Noisily passing wind. Not just little not, not just not little a few smelly SPDs. ones. <laughs> to pass noisy ones, you got that's That's arrogance. Yeah. <laughs> First of all. Yeah. You have to you have to do it with purpose. Yeah. You, it's something that you don't just accidentally <laughs> you're actually deliberately just going for some 
<laughs> Volume. So the the passengers next to him. Yeah. I like to imagine this elderly passenger was in the middle seat. <laughs> so people on either side. Just leaning from side to side. <laughs> in all directions. Yeah. North, south, east and west. Yeah. And the passengers alongside him have waved down the uh the flight crew. Yep. And they've said, Excuse me, this guy won't stop farting. <laughs> and she's gone, Excuse me, sir, can you please stop farting? Stop farting, mate. At which point he would have kept farting, <laughs> I, I assume. So, so what happened next? The pilot got involved. <laughs> He's whacked on auto mode. Walked down and said, Sir, yeah. I am hearing all the way up there that you are farting. Can you please stop, stop it? Stop farting. <laughs> he farts again. A fist fight ensues. <laughs> And four passengers have now been banned for life <laughs> from what? from Transavia Airlines. Transavia Air. They had to they had to land the plane immediately. Wow! And kick everyone off. Oh, see that's not, I'm I'm on the side of the farter here. I, I think. knew you'd be on the side of the farter. Better out than in. Yes, especially when you're thirty thousand feet up. Exactly. And when you're ninety years old. <laughs> so was the farter among those arrested, or did he get off scot free? I, I bloody hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you say the pilot was from? He was Dutch. Dutch so, oven. You'd say the flight was a Dutch oven at that point. It was. Anyway, that's that's our serious news for the week. On that on that note, uh, we'll be back at 10 p.m. next Sunday night. Yes. Um, And please download our podcast on iTunes and subscribe and like that. We always love that. Or if you're listening, please Mm. just you know show a friend. Yeah, or shoot us a message on Facebook. We we like feedback. I love feedback on Facebook. Positive feedback. Yeah. If it's negative, (laughs) keep it. Go go talk to Hughes and Kate or something. (laughs) This is Will and MJ on Jason PJ. We'll be back at 10 p.m. next Sunday. Go abuse Will and Woody. Will and MJ. 105.1 Triple M.